Right. And it's a 12 team, uh, 12 team PPR dynasty superflex league. Oh, that sounds like fun. It is fun. So we're talking about the draft order because obviously we're starting to see who's in the playoffs and who's not. So the way the original draft order was, it was just like the NFL reverse standings, right? What's the number one problem with with reverse standings in a dynasty league? It's a question I'm asking. What's what's the uh, wait? Am I echoing? I feel like I hear like someone like it, the show was playing somewhere else. Am I echoing? Am I still echoing? You're not echoing. I don't think you're echoing. Okay. Anyway. Uh, anyway, so the number one, m- number one way. Okay. Number one issue, as I was saying, the number one issue with a, number one issue with a, uh, with reverse standings for determining a draft order, in my opinion, is that there's no way to really combat tanking, right? In my opinion, if you do reverse order, right, essentially, if you're not in the top two or top three or bottom two or bottom three, no, if you are in the bottom two or bottom three and you're not yet a, um, and you know you're not going to be a playoff contender, you don't really have a reason to keep playing, which means you might fuck up playoff seedings for someone who's maybe trying to win and they need someone to lose, but you don't really care, so you're trying to lose so you can get a worse draft pick. That is like my biggest, or you're trying to lose to get a better draft pick. People, that is one of my biggest pet peeves in Dynasty because I don't like rewarding losing. I would rather reward winning so this argument in this dynasty league ensues right because the commissioner and one other person who is trying to get a better draft pick is basically essentially saying yo like (laughs) we should do it in reverse standings and i'm over here like nah we should let's use the toilet bowl to essentially help us determine the draft order right whether that's um whether that's uh so let's 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 use the toilet bowl to set the set the draft order. So my proposal was that one the players the, the people in the constellation tournament, right? One through six, that constellation tournament determines picks one, two, three, four, five, and six. In this, though, the bottom two teams, the worst two teams by record in the league, are guaranteed a top four pick at worst. Then for the teams that made the playoffs but didn't make the championship game. You randomize picks seven, eight, nine, and ten. Then for then for uh, the runner-up, you get pick eleven, and for the champion, you get pick twelve. I thought this was simple. I thought this was easy. I thought this was I thought this was easily the easiest way to do this. Apparently, this was not not so agreed upon. And I had to go back and forth a little bit, been arguing about this people for close to eight, close to eight hours. I've been arguing on this in this league. So 
sometimes, I guess my point here is sometimes people appreciate your commissioner when you have them. Or if you have a good commissioner, appreciate why you have them. Because sometimes shit like this can be voted on earlier in the season. Sometimes you can have a commission that just brings the people together and just says, hey, hey guys, let's figure this out now so this isn't an issue down the road. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the key, the key, the key to all this is communication and transparency within your league. Simple communication and transparency in your league. It helps a lot. It 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 definitely helps a lot. So here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. I was accused of because I am a fifth, sixth seed with a a good roster, but obviously it's underachieving right now. I'm being accused of trying to set this up as a tournament so that I, there's a better chance that if I didn't make the playoffs that I could win the number one overall pick. Bro, that doesn't really doesn't really matter to me because I'm trying to win money. Like I, I, I drafted my team because I thought it would win money and it didn't win money. Uh, well, it's not currently in the position to win money. So I don't really get that. Like I'd much rather win money. I don't think winning a number one overall pick is really going to change um you know my my draft my my team status especially when i'm trying to win this year just given the roster danny how we doing man i think that's better i don't know what that was that was insane you handled like hey you just had me you just had me talking you just had me talking to myself for about a good uh two three minutes yeah but you handled like a champ sorry about that that was You're, you're you're all good all in all do you see where i'm coming from though when i say this though yeah like because you don't want to reward losing yeah, I don't remember war losing. So the commissioner was like, the commissioner's big thing was, okay, well, if we do it the tournament style, then essentially it doesn't really help the the actually bad constructed teams. And and I was like, well, is one player really going to do it? Like, is one player really going to change their trajectory? One and two, if even even if you're a really really bad team on record, you're still guaranteed a top four pick, right? So you may not get number one overall, but if you have a top four pick, that means of the major categories of players, QB, RB, tight end, and wide receiver, you can you're you're almost guaranteed to at least get the top player from one of those four. Correct. I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of rewarding. I feel like if if your team is that bad, like it, the the goal is to always win. And if you have a tournament for the first pick in the draft, it still motivates you to win. Because some people just check out. Like if they know I'm gonna get the number one pick, and it ain't looking good. Yeah, and that's and the and the commissioner was like, and so the commissioner is also so he's also trying to combat tanking. And so he he's thinking of combat. This is how he wants to combat tanking. He wants to find people and like take away draft picks. What? That's again, that's corny to me. Find people why, why real we, American dollars. Yeah, yeah. Or take or try to take away draft picks. So he sent that to a vote. He sent that. He sent listen, listen to what he did. So he sent that to a vote first. Everyone in the chat is asking him, yo, send the draft pick settings. Like, send that as a as a vote. Let's vote. Let's just go ahead and vote on that. So he sends a vote, but he votes on how do we like do we punish egregious tanking? And everyone was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I thought we were voting on the draft settings. And he was like, vote on that later. Let's vote on this now. Cause I'm because I think. What he was trying to do is, if we had voted yes to punishing egregious tanking, then he probably would have tried to vote for uh, the draft pick order in a way where, like, okay, we can do the toilet bowl thing, but like, if you're intentionally tanking, I'm just going to punish you. Then 
so then his argument was how does like if we do if we do it by tournament like why like if you're essentially like if you're like uh, a five six seven eight seed right, right. and you know you're not going to win but you can win the tournament how did like that's just going to help you instead of like the worst worst teams and i'm over here like yo dog but like if you're guaranteed a top four pick you can trade you can use that and trade up or down there's been then then i was like he was like then i was like yo i'm literally in a dynasty league where we do this like this is how we determine who gets number one two three or four it was like that league gotta be shitty and i and i my only response was we have yet to have a tanking scandal ever and granted it's year two we can't. but we can't because you have to win the Say, say it again. You have to win the turn. You have to win the level tournament to get the number one overall pick. You have to win the consol- con- consolation tournament to get uh to to win number one overall pick, and it would behoove you to set that lineup. Like you can't, you can't. Bam, for example, great example. Bam has no first round pick. I have his first round pick. Yeah. So if Bam wanted to be a dick, he could, he could tech. Well, tech. I mean, technically, he can't not set a lineup. But technically, I should say he could not set a lineup. Right. Right. Let's just say Bam had his second and third picks. So him not setting the lineup now, let's just say he was to win that Constellation tournament like I think he can. So he, he essentially fucked himself out of two pick, two more picks. Yeah. Because I'm going to I'm gonna still pick at 104. So, okay, I don't get Marvin Harrison. Maybe I fuck around and get Keon Coleman. Okay, 104. I get Keon Coleman. You now have 204 and 304. Instead of 201 You can't do nothing with 204 and 304? You can, but it's pre- preferable to get 201 and 301. Thank you. Thank you. So that's why I, I, I'm i at a point now. We've been arguing about it for about eight hours now. I'm not I'm not saying nothing else. I've said my piece. I've, I've, I've literally said my piece. Listen, Danny, this is why I say, and to everyone else out there who's in any of my leagues, appreciate having a commissioner that just tries to see the vision and tries to just make it so that everyone's always playing for something. Yes, everyone. Even in our redraft league, right? Greg, for example, in our redraft league, technically does not have a thing to play for outside of not finishing last. And if he was to set the greatest lineup in fantasy history that outscores the leading score by 400 points, he could technically have a chance at winning money. But again, you're always in it for money in, in, in leagues that I'm in. Yes. You're always in the chance to win money. Either win or not pay because the loser of the redraft league has to pay half of the winner's dues. And I'm trying to avoid that. I'm, let's see what I'm saying. Like, like I need, I don't, I know I'm not, I know I'm not going to make the playoffs, but no, nah, dog. Yeah. So, like, even in, so even that super flex league, technically, that's the only league that I don't really have any, we don't have any rules or anything figured out for like not finishing last. But that's also a league where, like, everyone sets their lineup. Like, week over week, everyone sets their lineup in that league. Yeah. Speaking of. And this whole argument in this, so this last thing I'm saying, this whole argument started because the commissioner was trying, the commissioner was trying to essentially say that this dude who had Michael Wilson in his lineup for the last three weeks was intentionally trying to tank. But he won, he won his matchups two out of those three weeks. That's interesting. And and the one week that he lost, the one week that he lost, even if he did start, if if he took Michael Wilson out and maybe put in Darius Slayton, who the one week, who who that week had like twenty some points, he would have still lost by like twenty something points. So it wouldn't have wouldn't really matter. He just he just didn't set. He just didn't move one person 
out of his lineup. Then, then I even looked deeper. Like, why would you just leave Michael Wilson in your lineup? Then I looked at his bench, bruh, bruh. Terrible drafter. It was, it was, it was just, it was just a, it was a bad bench. Like, it was either take the chance on Michael Wilson potentially not playing, or have faith that the Giants' offense will allow Darius Slayton to go off that week. He chose to ride with Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson didn't play Darius. Darius Slayton randomly had a good game. And that was probably the week they played the Patriots. So let that simmer in. Let that simmer in. Yeah, that didn't sound like a tank to me. Like Versus another dude who was, who was essentially trying to bitch and moan his way into second place. This other dude was one of the people that had that played the dude who left Michael Wilson in. But guess what? He lost to he lost to this team that had Michael Wilson in, and my man set a full lineup. So then he goes and was like, "Oh no 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 no, he had to be intentionally tanking." And everyone was like, "No no no, you're trying to tank, and you're tanking wrong. You're tanking wrong." He said it was a he was a, it was a fraud. Yeah, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode one hundred and twenty-five of Speak on It. I, of course, am the bro with the fro, and when you see me ready to speak on it, you know where we about to go. I am Los D Mix, our resident DJ here, of course, here with the... Sorry. Hey, don't get me started. Uh, of course, here with the smoothest bald head on the East Coast, Mr. Danny Ocean. How are we doing, my brother? We're struggling in the beginning, but we've gotten our life together. What's up, Josh? What's up, Gladys? Uh, yeah, we episode 125 excited we have a lot to talk about tonight we're briefly going to talk about week 12 we're going to spend a lot of time on the packers because they beat kansas city we might gloss over no, some no, other no, stuff no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah no 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 brother brother i've been waiting on a week like this because you eagles fans have been letting everybody know about how your quarterback squad 600 pounds and that shit did not mean nothing <laughs> we we might talk about some other games uh we're going to talk about the college football playoff Oh, I think we're gonna have a long combo. That's gonna be about a, this. Yeah, that's what we need to. I think me and you agree about the, the four teams that they got in, but I I think we're gonna get into a long conversation about the opposition the oppositional argument because yeah. this has been this has been a long talk that I've been having with a lot of my sports fan friends over the last couple of days because I'm personally confused at what they're bitching and complaining about, and they think that I don't respect being undefeated in a Power Five conference. Oh wow! So yeah, this is so yeah. We should you know we should just fast forward to the NFL. Let's go straight to that because I feel like I'm gonna agree with your friends. We can we can start with college football. Let's start with college football. We here. Well, I'm gonna save you a few times so you can get your emotions together, Mr. Vito Junior Ace. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's start right here in the NCAA. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you if you live under a fucking rock, you may not have heard that the college football uh, the college football playoff committee came out with their final rankings or top 25. But of course, everyone only cared about the top six. So number six, the university of Georgia defending national champions, unfortunately lost a nail biter versus uh, Alabama in the SEC championship game at five, the undefeated ACC champion, Florida state Seminoles. Yes. They lost their quarterback about two and a half, maybe three games ago. Yep. Um, they lost their second string quarterback the game after that. They won the ACC title with their third string quarterback, 16 to 6 versus Louisville, really led by their defense and run game. At number four, you guessed it, that man, that program, them boys, mm. roll tide. Mm -hmm. Alabama, after defeating Georgia in pro probably one of the best two college football games played this year, 
They beat Georgia in the SEC championship game by three, really cementing what I feel is the best win in college football, period, point blank, out of anyone who has played a college football game this year. At number three, they put in the University of Texas, the Big 12 champions. Uh, only loss was to Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. Their best win is now over the reigning SEC champion Alabama Crimson Tide. At number two, undefeated champions of the Pac, well, of the former Pac-12, the Washington Huskies, 13-0, beat Oregon, undefeated. I don't think there's many questions. They've looked like one of the four best teams in the country all year. They may have won a few close games, but they've won they've won those games. The team is healthy. You see how they play when, you know, they're healthy and they're playing. You know what you're getting when you're when you're getting uh when you're playing the University of Washington. And at number 1, of course, undefeated champions of the Big 10. Um we have the Michigan Wolverines. Beat Ohio State, they beat Penn State, they beat Iowa. In the Big Ten Championships, they've been dominant with and without Coach Harbaugh. Yep. Number one team overall. So what does that mean, people? In the college football playoff, open rounds, the Rose Bowl, after after beating Ohio State, after beating Penn State, undefeated season in the Big Ten, the Michigan Wolverines draw the Alabama Crimson Tide opening <laughs> round. And then in down in New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl, Texas versus Washington in what I believe is a rematch of the Alamo Bowl from either last year or the year before. That sounds right. So we know the four teams. Yep. We we know that we know the matchups. Danny, there's been a lot of back and forth the last couple of days over the four teams, yep. right? Did the did the committee get it right? One, and there's a lot. There's a lot of talk on did they did, what was it did they get the best four did they get it right by putting in the best four teams or should they have went with the four most deserving teams which I think is the really really big argument because a lot of people a lot of people it comes I think a lot of people are coming down to Texas Alabama and Florida State right I think a lot of people Texas Alabama Georgia and Florida State I think a lot of people can agree Michigan and Washington one two makes a lot of sense. Three, four, five, and six is where we're getting a lot of discourse. Danny, I'm gonna start with you. Yeah. What say you? Did the committee get it right? And if they did not get it right, what do you think maybe should have been the right four? So multiple things can be true. I think the best four teams in the country right now got in. And if that's what you want, that is what you got. Historically, Florida State should have got the four. Texas should have been three, and this would be an SEC-free college football playoff. Now, we all know that that ain't going to happen. Ever. I will say Florida State is the first unde Power five. Power 5 undefeated conference champion to be not included in the playoff, and they have a case, and I am with them on that case. I think Florida State deserved to be in based off being undefeated in power. Like, there's going to be a 30 for 30 in 12 years, and this is going to be the first chapter of how the ACC folded. Because you just looked the ACC in the face and was like, yeah, and, they and said, yeah, we don't, you a bitch. Like, we don't like you. We don't respect you. We don't think you, we think Michigan would feast on you. I think TCU, I mean, Stephen A talked about TCU last year might have helped make that decision because that Georgia TCU game was a slaughter. 
I tend to think that a little bit too. But my biggest thing is the community did this because next year it is a 12-team playoff. They will never be in this position again. So they can get away with it. Next year, let's hold on. I have the rankings right here. So next year we're going to be arguing about, oh, who should have got in? Oklahoma, LSU, Arizona, Louisville, Notre Dame, Liberty. Who gives a shit? None of those teams have a real shot to win in the college. So it's, it doesn't matter. Florida State has a right to be pissed. I'm pissed for Florida State because they should have got in, even though they would have got slaughtered. But if Florida State, because we talked about this last week, you can't put Bama in and not put Texas. You got to have both, and Texas has to be over Bama. So when you make the decision that you want to put in Bama, Florida State got to go because you can't take Texas out because then you're saying head to head doesn't matter at all. And if you do and that, they and they will and they'll never say head to head doesn't matter never because say what the head, fuck do we play the game exactly? For? And you'll never say head to head doesn't matter. So I think Listen. the the committee was they were in an opportune position because if if there was a fourteen playoff next year, I guarantee you, Florida State would have got in. Yep. Uh, I don't want. I don't. Okay, let me get my words together. So I'm gonna start off with Florida State before I really address the Bama, the four that they got. Let me get into the one, the two that they didn't get. Florida State one. I hear Florida State. I hear Florida State's argument. Let me first come out and say to all my Florida State Seminole fans, as a native Virginia Tech Hokie, even though I don't like y'all as SEC, you know, ACC rivals, I understand why you would be upset that essentially the committee is saying the ACC this year as a Power Five conference is weak. Which is not true. All, Which is not all true. I'm say is, thank you. To my to my fellow Florida to my fellow ACC folks out here, look at the ACC as a whole yep. and tell me the committee don't have a point there. Here's let a, me tell you. Let me give y'all an example. Yep. No, no, hold on. I got okay. it. Let me give y'all an example. Virginia Tech this year, before we got into ACC play, we lost to Purdue nastily. We lost to Rutgers even more disgustingly. Mm. And I want to say we also lost to Marshall. I wouldn't say that. no. We did lose. I wouldn't say that out loud. Right. We got in the conference play. You know who the ACC teams we lost to were? Florida State, Louisville. I, I think that might have been it. That might have been. Yo, the ACC was not good. Virginia Tech wasn't that much better. I'll say this, like, though. The a- we, like the ACC wasn't good. Oh, no, I got you. Hold on. I got you. Before I, before I don't forget my train of thought. The ACC wasn't good. In years past, has the ACC always been the strongest four out of the five conferences? No. But you know we've always had a dominant Clemson or Florida State team that was healthy, that no one could look in their eyes and say, this team this ain't one of them. Go back to them prime Dabo Sweeney years. Mm. Even, when that, even when Dabo was losing to Pitt, everyone looked at that roster and said, This is a really good team. Also, my fellow ACC folks, before I really get into the four teams they got in here, I think we we are trying to do – we're trying to compare apples to apples. What the committee has told us, it's year in and year out, which means it's not apples to apples. It's like apples to oranges. We've been lucky that over the course of these last years, they've been able to compare apples to apples, but the four – but the – Four or five teams they were considering this year, situationally last year, completely different. Last year, the Pac-12 was weak. Yes. All year. 
this year from the from week one, everyone said, yo, the Pac-12 might actually be going out with a fucking bang. Am I am I tripping? No, you're you're spot on. So when an undefeated Pac-12 team runs the gauntlet and beats the only team that came close to them again, we can't say nothing about that conference. When when in previous years we used to not respect the Big 12 as a conference because we seen what happens when they get to the college football playoff and they play either a Clemson and Alabama, how that slaughter looks, we came like, yeah, we we are more prone to leave them out. But what happened this year? The kings of the Big 12, who might I add, are going to the SEC next year. The kings of the Big 12 went into the kings of the SEC's house. Mind you, it was a late September game. Nonetheless, they went to Tuscaloosa, and they kicked Alabama's ass, bro. If you watch that game, that game was really not close. Like Steve Starkeesian said, if more people could do it, why don't they do it? A lot of teams walk into Baton not Baton Rouge. A lot of teams going to Tuscaloosa to play. Not many came out with a victory. So you can't you can't disregard the team that went into Tuscaloosa, defeated the SEC champion, and won. Right now, now, now that we've addressed the two conferences in the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve that historically get disrespected, we've we've addressed the ACC and how normally in years times their their lack of competition in the ACC is made up by the fact that they're they're so top heavy that you can't leave them out. We know how the committee feels about the Big Ten, particularly the Big Ten West. Let me tell y'all something. I mean, the Big Ten East. Let me tell y'all something out here. The Big Ten intentionally created divisions out here to avoid upsets in, in their conference championship game. If you do not believe me, look at the Big Ten East and look at the Big Ten West. Historically, the Big Ten West is a joke and the Big Ten East is a fucking gauntlet. So with that said, we know why they respect the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, them. Now, let's talk about the SEC, because a lot of y'all out here are claiming that there's SEC bias. Let me look in the camera and say one thing. You're right. One thousand percent. You're right. Now, I'm a numbers guy. Remember last week we were talking about numbers? Danny, let's look at college football national champions in the last two, two years, right? National champions by year, right? Cool. Let's do it. And let, let me let's just look at some commonalities they have. So what year is it? 2023. So let's start. Let's start from 03. I'm gonna just name you teams that have won national championships, whether it's BCS or college World playoff. Okay. 03, we had the LSU uh uh LSU, I think it's LSU Nick Southern Cal Tie or something like that. That was Nick Saban's year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2004 was Southern Cal. I believe that was okay. Yep, 2005 that was, te- that was texas yeah. all right texas usc okay. game classic now, yep now 2006 listen to this just listen to this people 2006 florida 2007 lsu 2008 florida 2009 bama 2010 auburn 11 bama 12 bama 13 was the james james winston florida state year yep. 14 ohio state urban meyer now, let's go back to reg- your regularly scheduled program. 2015, it was Alabama. 2016, it was Clemson. It was dominant Clemson team, too. Put out dominant a lot of pros. Clemson. 2017 was Bama. And who did Clemson beat that year? I be- oh, you're talking about 2016? Oh, they beat Bama in one of the greatest games I've ever seen. Okay. That was Hunter Renfro and Deshaun Watson. 
2017, that was Alabama. Guess who Alabama beat that year? Georgia. I believe they I think they either beat Georgia or Clemson. Either way, we you see my point here. 2018 was Clemson. That was the year they beat who? Bama. That was Trevor Lawrence. Right, a right? landslide. It was it was the nastiest Alabama championship game I've ever seen in my life. They smoked their boots off that game. 2019, LSU. Some say one of the greatest offenses ever. 2020, Bama, right? That was uh, Devontae Smith in that year. Yep. 2021, Georgia. 2022, Georgia. Are you seeing a common theme here? Are you seeing a common theme here? Are you are you noticing that in a lot of these championship games, it was SEC versus either SEC or somebody else? And when it wasn't SEC versus SEC, it was an SEC ass whooping for 60 minutes. And y'all would y'all expect the committee to look America in the eyes with a 12 team playoff on the way and tell me and tell and tell the world that we should sit through Michigan versus Florida State and then have to sit through Washington versus Tech. Are you shitting me? No, listen, the committee is saying you cannot crown a national champion without the SEC there. I think when the rest of America realizes that, y'all will be all right. Y'all will be all right. I saw a lot. Yo, how could you even watch Georgia versus Alabama SEC championship game and say, yo, I help Florida State in this in this game on a, with a third string quarterback, they make this game just as close. Are you shitting me? I agree. Like I said, the best four teams got in, but I feel for Florida State because if Florida, I do too, because it's it's unfortunate. It is it is really really unfortunate because if it was a four team, if the playoff format wasn't changing, Florida State would have got in. Florida State would have got in because next year this is not going to matter. Every Power Five champion is we'll going get to get in. into the playoff. Yeah, the bet the best team out of non power is going to this year be Liberty, and now you're talking about the third or fourth best team in the big 10 and all these other conferences. Right. So next year, who cares? Yep. And I like this comment from Josh in the chat. He said, if Bama's win is the best win in college football this year, then that loss shouldn't count as much for UGA. The Bama loss to Texas is worse than, let me start by saying, Josh, I completely understand where this argument is coming from because yes, technically what, what he's saying is, is that he's basically saying that if, if Bama's win is the best in college football, then you shouldn't punish Georgia for losing. Correct. That's another. I don't know if we've seen a someone drop from one, one all the way to, to five. Six. Yes, to six, I agree. And me. I, I actually understand this. I understand this argument more than the Florida State argument because you're a, you're rewarding Bama for winning, but not, but you're punishing Georgia for you're pun, you're over punishing Georgia for losing. Yes, but again, it goes back to. But that comes you, down to conference championship. Yep. We not letting. That goes back to Florida State. Got, I mean, Georgia got moved from one to six because two, three, four, and five were all conference champions. We're done. Yeah. So like and you, that was it. Yeah. Now, does Texas have the worst loss? Yes. But I would also say Texas probably had the most uncontrollable loss out of the one loss teams that are in there. Because they. I am. Because you did you you remember that Texas Oklahoma game? I Oklahoma, do. They they. they Texas has scored with like with a minute or maybe a less than a minute left. And they gave the ball back to Oklahoma and Oklahoma scored. They scored either a touchdown or they kicked the game winning field goal. Like as time expired, Texas never yep. really got a chance to really, they didn't really go into overtime. They just, you know what I mean? Like Texas put yep. themselves in a position to win and then just defense let them down. Now there are some people and I understand this argument. Well, Alabama needed a miracle to beat Auburn. Why are they in? 
right? Because if, if it wasn't for a miracle, Bama wouldn't have been in the SEC championship game. Oh, guys. I've heard yeah. that one. I get it, but they won, so. No yo, but they but they won the yo they won the game. The committee. Like, oh. I feel the, for Florida State. Florida State. I, I like, really feel for y'all. This is the this is the one year this could have happened. Yeah, and this is another thing I'm gonna say. If y'all were on social media, you may have seen a clip. You may have if you are okay. How do I say this? So you know how. ESPN's coverage is a lot of these programs who are on the bubble, they throw like these watch parties, right? Oh, yeah. I know what you're – I was about to bring that up too. Yeah. Oh, no. so you know where I'm leading. You know where I'm walking the dog. So this is how I know the committee got the four right teams. When Michigan saw that fucking logo pop up, I saw a room full of athletes disheartened, dis. They were disheartened, they were sad, and they were upset that they did all this winning this year to draw that team. Yep. If that don't tell you something about the SEC, nothing will. Like you felt they the air leave the for room. Florida State. They were yo, the University of Michigan prayed that committee would put in Florida State. Yep. Y'all are telling me that's telling you that's the four best teams in the country. I agree. Like that, I saw, that was. I saw the fear in Michigan players' hearts when they saw that Alabama logo. You know, some of them got up and walked out the room. It was. Oh, oh, let me go hit. Let me go get in the ice tub right now because I'm with this. This, you know gonna, why? this gonna this hurt. You're not about to just push these boys around. Come on, man. What are we talking about? And it hurt my heart watching Florida State's watch party, seeing a whole bunch of people just shake their head, seeing players walk out. Coach Norvell, let me... He knew, though. Norvell knew. He did know, and you could tell by his tonality after the game that he knew because they didn't win dominant enough. And that's another reason, Florida State, if you go back, y'all's only comparable team in a similar situation is Ohio State 2014. I need y'all to go back and look at that conference championship game. That was not close that year. You remember, you know, the conference championship game I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, and, and another team that's comparable to this Florida State team in a degree is that Washington team that made the college football playoff. Sidney Jones was the corner of that team. This is where he blew his Achilles. They played Georgia in the first game, and I think Georgia walked them. I don't know what SEC Whoa. team. Do you remember that Washington team? They yep, flew was, all the way to New Orleans. in Atlanta? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. that's what it was. They and Georgia them. beat the hell out of them. And I guess that was a home game for them, too. Yeah, Washington had no. Yeah, chance. I'm like, I'm sure the committee pointed at that. It's like, well, that's not happening again. Yeah. We can't. Because Washington was Deion, undefeated that year, right? Yeah, they was. Dion, Dion, Dion said it well. You heard what Dion said about it? Dion said, yeah, they got to get the talking. Four. Well, I mean, he's trying to, his program's going through a lot. He's going through a lot. So, you know, he's trying to keep his spirits high. But he basically said, yo, at the end of the day, this is entertainment. So yes, they are putting the they're putting the four best teams out there. But if y'all think that committee, with all the money at stake, was about to miss out on SEC dollars, and I'm and Nick Saban dollars, who? What booster do you want to argue with? Do you want to argue with an SEC booster if you're the committee, or do you want to argue with a Florida State booster? Cause they all know each other. Like that, those are those are circles that are very small. You want an Alabama booster rolling up on you at the golf course saying, "Hey, let me talk to you right quick, buddy." Mm-hmm. Why the yeah, hell I, did the tie not get in? Yeah, y'all. And yo, you're. I'm okay. Last thing I'm gonna say, 
and then we can move. To fans of the Big Ten, no, we talking about the NFL, brother. To fans of the Big Ten, to fans of the ACC, to fans of the American Athletic Conference, to fans of the Pac, former Pac-12, to fans of the Big Ten. Let me tell you something. In no world, as long as the Southeastern Conference is up and standing, will there ever be an opportunity for you to win a national championship without one member of the Southeastern Conference being there. Yep. I I don't I don't care who you complain to, who you kick your feet to, in the eyes of the committee, to every analyst out here, to anyone who color covers college football, they will never consider you a national champion if the SEC is not somewhat involved in that situation. This is the equivalent to if there was a NCAA basketball tournament and there was no representation of the ACC ever whatsoever. I can tell you there would not be a college basketball analyst, coach, commentator in the country that respect a national champion that did not have to see at least one ACC team or there was no ACC involvement. involved. Like, y'all got to dominate for 20 years and you'll get the SEC bias. Yeah. Brother, thank you. And Kyle just put it in here. The SEC has won four national champions, national championship, national championships in a row, six of the last eight, 14 of the last 17. I'm letting y'all know right now. And and this is a league that puts out perennial NFL caliber talent year in and year out. Y'all not leaving them out. I'm sorry. And and if you say I'm SEC capping. I'm just letting you, I've seen I've seen the results. I've seen too many of these programs go and play these teams, and it is not close. It's not close. And I'm not talking always the Bamas, the LSUs, and the Georgias of the world. Some of y'all go play Mississippi State, and it'd be like 35-14. Mississippi State. Some of y'all, some of y'all go play old Mississippi 42-20 by half, and now we got to sit here and be like, well, what? Come on, man. Danny, before you know before we move. Go ahead. Bo Nix. Welcome to the LinkedIn portal, my friend. Oh, Time to get Bo a job. Nick. Did Nick. you I was were you watching that game on Friday? I was I almost felt bad for Bo Nix, but I didn't thing, get I a job, like, Bo. I was like, yo, Oregon, like y'all's y'all's defense can't cover a soul. What are we did doing? You, did you see I forgot the gentleman's name from Utah State? He's like, Yeah, I'm foregoing like my eligibility. He's gonna join the Marines. I looked at his stats. Good choice, friend. Because his stats were horrendous. <laughs> they do Go serve your country because you can't serve your team, fam. Yeah, listen. Coach looked at him and said, hey, I'm going to the transfer portal. Go be a go be an adult. Michigan, I'm just I just can I'm never gonna be able to get that image out of my head seeing a room of people. See that Alabama logo just and hard. just know what time it was. Jim Harbaugh, he called the Bears and was like, I'll see you January 2nd. Oh, yeah. And and if we own conspiracies, here's a conspiracy that I will jump on with Michigan fans. They not letting y'all win. <laughs> y'all not winning the big dog. Did you see the commissioner they're hand not, Jim the trophy? Yo, Wait, the commissioner handed Jim the uh, the Big Ten trophy. You could tell he just hated. Like he handed Jim the trophy, and I think he was like, "This, I'm out of here." Yeah, I'm out of here. Like, yeah, Michigan. nice try, buddy. So Kyle said maybe Michigan should have lost the game and gave Washington the number one seed. I'm gonna tell you right now, if Michigan would have lost that game to Iowa, 
they would have done Florida State the biggest solid because they would have yeah. booted oh, yeah. the fuck out of them. They would have kicked Michigan to all the way to 11. Like, yeah. you're not even going to sniff this month. Nah, yeah. you'd be they, right behind yeah. LSU, yeah. who has three losses. Up. Let let Michigan lose to Iowa. They would have they would have they would have found a way to consider Ohio State. Oh yeah, Ohio State would have been five, yeah, or six. So, so before State. we move on to the NFL, Kyle brings up a good point. Who do you have in your national championship? I think Kyle likes Washington versus Bama. Kyle, I'm going to be honest with you. You don't beat Nick Saban at home with an. And don't think he's not licking his chops at an opportunity to play you again. I like Texas and Bama. Me too. Like Sark versus Saban, mentor versus the mentee this time for everything. Oh, man, like that writes itself. Can you imagine if Sark beats him twice? Yeah. Can you imagine if Sark beats him twice and then is coming to the SEC? Oh, buddy. The next year. Next year. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you all something. If if it's a Texas and Alabama or uh, national championship, <laughs> y'all think the SEC bias ends now? <laughs> Let Texas and Alabama end up in. It's a wrap. It's just a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. T- yeah. And again, luckily for the committee, next year's twelve teams, you can slide more SEC like every conference champion, and mm-hmm. then it's like who is the best? Like so, six slots are taken, and then the other six up for grabs. So if your conference is down, like the ACC of this or 12 teams, it will just be Florida State. I promise. Mm-hmm. Now, to the NFL, my friend. Are you All ready? Right, let's do it. All right. Yeah, Look, we're 13 weeks into the NFL. Let's start with last Thursday because I'm going to I'm gonna come out and say I do think last Thursday's game between the Seahawks and the Cowboys in Dallas, I think it was the best Thursday night game we've had maybe in the last – one two years because it was because these thursday night games are mid and they should not exist but for some reason they do yeah it's funny i i really think thursday night football should be reserved for high school and college football it should be the nfl i think we're getting to a point in the nfl where we're getting oversaturation there's seven days in a week we get nfl football monday Thursday, Sunday, and starting soon, we're going to start getting games on Saturday because end of the year, you start to get Saturday games. And then we had a Black Friday game after Thanksgiving games. I think we're getting to the point where it's, and I know people think this is not a thing, but it is a thing. Like we're getting too much NFL. And the problem is, is that with the way streaming is set up, Thursday night games have to continue to be a thing because of the money that places like Amazon continue to pay. So Man, but like, like, you know what makes college special? Because we only get a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And Thursday is one game. Friday, you might get two. And then Saturday from noon to midnight. And with with that, certain conferences do certain games on certain days. Like, yeah. You know, MEAC, do, I think MEAC does Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, I think the Pac-12 is normally Fridays. Yep. Uh, ACC Obviously, we're known for Thursday night games, Virginia Tech. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I don't. I just. I feel like. But we're back to the NFL. Game. Listen, very great game. I, I honestly, I thought we were. I thought Dallas has been a dog walk Seattle all the way out of here, and then obviously Seattle made it a little interesting. Let me ask you something about Geno and the Hawks. Yep. Where do you think? Obviously, you saw the the success they had last year as a team. Yep. 
they're having some success this year, but it's clearly not to the extent of last year. They're adding new pieces. Where do you think, if you're the Hawks, do you lean in on trying to make this playoff push, or do you look at your schedule where it is right now and you kind of got to say, we got to be honest with ourselves here? Well, it's too late to to do anything to put yourself in a position to get like a game changer, a quarterback, because the ceiling is Geno, right? The teams that can contend for the Super Bowl right now, what do they all have in common with the San Francisco, except San Francisco? What do, what do the other teams have in common? They now, have what San Francisco don't have a QB, an, an elite quarterback. <laughs> you sure about that? Positive. <laughs> I got. I know. I know a defense in, in uh over in uh over in South Philly that got. I mean, they they torch Dallas. Listen, this is nothing against Brock Purdy, right? Because Brock Purdy does what he's asked to do, and we can we can talk about the Eagles game because they beat the shit out of Philadelphia. Now we here, we here. Fine, they win in South Philly. They kick their teeth in, which is fine. Blowouts happen. The 49ers got blown out by Cincinnati. Dallas got blown out by the 49ers. But let me tell you, there's going to come a time in the playoffs or quarterback play matters and we'll see like every 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 team ceiling is like can every team look at their quarterback and say yep if i'm in a pinch i can lean on him the chiefs can say that the bills think they can say that but they can't the ravens think they can say that even though we've never seen it from lamar he beat the titans but he's always injured i think lamar can we just haven't seen it the eagles can say that the Cowboys think they can say that, even though we haven't seen Dak make it to the divisional round. Like when we get to the Super Bowl, who usually who's the usually round? Conference I mean, the NFC Championship. Like when we talk about teams that win Super Bowls, like what do they all have? Like the Bengals know they can do it with the healthy Joe Burrow because they've seen it. Like we know if we're in a bind, we got Joe. Like how many teams can say that? Hey, we're in a bind. We can. Well, lean I think on. the Cowboys can say, "Yo, we got, we got, we got." Yeah, Dak. like Dak is Dak is. Dak gets a lot of heat that I don't think he deserves. I think Dak, a lot of teams will take Dak over what they have right now. Probably every team but five teams will take Dak right He's now. He's a top 10 QB for a reason. I would say top six. Not no argument for me. So that, I want to see, and again, Philadelphia was not able to do it. But we've seen, like, if a team gets up on San Francisco, like, they cannot come back. Like they they have they if you get up double digits on San Francisco, what's Kyle Shanahan like one in fifty four? Like what's that insane stat if he's down by three in the fourth quarter? Like he's only won like two or three games out of his entire coaching career if he's down by three. That's going to happen in the playoffs. Like you just can't like it's rare where you're like at some point in the playoffs you're going to go up against a team that can go punch for punch for you. What do you do then? So did this did this game did this game between the Eagles and the 49ers change your mind about where that potential number one seed is going to land? Or do you no. still think Philly is going to hold on to it? Depends on Sunday night, right? If Philly wins, if even if Philly loses Sunday night, they have a great chance at the one seed because Dallas is about to enter the gauntlet of their schedule. And then San Francisco plays Seattle this week. And they still have to play the Ravens on Christmas. And for some reason, the Rams know how to play. Play out of the Rams always play San Francisco tough. I know they have to play the Rams. I'm not Brother, saying no, 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 no. I no, I I think you're thinking of another NFC West team because the Rams cannot beat the Niners in the regular season. No, the 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 Rams always play the Niners tough. 
brother, go back and look at those regular season games between the Rams and the Niners. Let me go They're not that. close. Maybe, maybe I'm getting the my Niners head. get them the fuck out of here every time. That's why when they played in this in that NFC Championship game, it was actually huge that the Rams were able to beat them. The Rams normally cannot beat the 49ers. Too physical. Let's see. Let me see. Okay, yeah, last year. Okay. They haven't beat them in a few years in the regular season. Okay, yeah, they lost in the NFC. Okay. So what yeah. team plays? Yeah. So Sanford, the, the, and then the Eagles, like they play Dallas this week, and then they play Seattle in Seattle on Monday night, then it's the Giants twice and the Cardinals. So I think the Eagles, if they lose ground Sunday against Dallas, which they probably will, I'm going to be real with you, like that. Dallas at home is is another animal. So I don't know if they win that game, especially if the the way Cal Shanahan exposed. Like the Eagles, the middle, like the, like the back seven, like the linebackers have always been a weakness. Cal Shanahan just he's like, oh, wait, huh? Y'all not not Roquan. Y'all got Shaq Leonard. I mean, there's a reason Shaq Leonard's available in December. Like I'm not excited about that signing. He doesn't raise the ceiling. He raises the floor. Which right now the floor is in hell. So why not? If like I said, there's a reason he's available in December. So, do you think that the 49ers exposed how to really beat? Well, I mean, I would. One would say that over the last maybe three weeks, the 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 game plan to how to beat y'all has slowly been leaking out. Yeah, and it started with Dallas. Was the one that yeah popped the cherry on it. Dallas was number one. They just put CD in the slot and let him run free the middle of the field. And so now I'm they, so now I'm going to ask you. Yep. Do you think now that San Francisco has really blown the doors open onto how to attack Philly? Do you do? Does it worry you that some of these other teams might find ways to to use that to their to y- to y'all's disadvantage? No, because not every team has Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Christian McCaffrey. Like what other team has that kind of level ta- of talent? And George well, let's Kittle. Talk like, about who, the NFC in Dallas. You have Dallas CD, has CD, Tony, uh, Brandon Cooks, tight end. I mean, that first game, the only one who really cooked was CD and the tight end Jake Ferguson. Now, I think yeah. Shaq. So I don't think off. Jake Ferguson is an elite tight end. I hope Shaq Leonard could come in and help with that. Okay, like, but we're just—they still got you. Got yeah, they still got right? weapons. Yep. Right. They, they so then. So then uh, let's talk about the other type of NFC team. The Lions have got Amon Ra, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Laporta. They don't play defense. A lot of weapons. That's a, a shootout. Whoever gets the ball last. And right. I and and the Lions like to score fast. The Eagles can put long drafts together. So if we're at the point in the fourth quarter, they're down you know, four with six minutes to go. I have full confidence the Eagles will not give the ball back. Yep. Let's think of other teams in the NFC you guys might see. Um, those are the those are the other two, t- the other three good. Yeah, teams. that's it. It's just mm-hmm. Dallas, San Francisco, and Detroit. I mean, <sighs> the Falcons. Oh no, not Desmond Ritter. The Saints. Oh no, not Derek Carr. What are we going to do? Hey, hey, you might fuck around and play a team like the Green Bay Packers. We got. Hey, we got I'll, some I'll options. Say, I'll say. I'll say this before we go to the Packers. Uh, PFF released. Um, like their stats, like the 49ers, all of the yards came in the middle. Like Darius Slay gave up like three receptions for a couple yards. James Bradbury gave up nothing. It was all Nicholas Morrow. Like Nicholas Morrow gave up like 200 yards. And that's that? all Kyle did. Well, that was, that was that he's one line. corner who kept who could not tackle Debo no, Samuel. That, that was, no, that was uh, Morrow's the linebacker 41. 
no one could tackle Debo. Like Slay Whiffed, Bradbury Whiffed, Eli Ricks Whiffed. Oh, Brandon, you're talking about Roby. Yeah, Roby. No one could tackle Debo. But I'm saying, like, all it is is it's it was it was the same play like six times. Like Debo goes in orbit motion, he runs out, he runs into the flat, or he runs a little Texas route. It's right there. Do a little play action to pull up your safe to pull in Kevin Byard, and now it's Nicholas Bromaro and Debo Samuel in the end zone. And if you don't make that tackle, Debo's gone. Like that, like that's it. Like it sounds simple, but that's all you have to do. Let me ask you something. Maybe actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until the postseason starts to ask you this question. So I'm gonna. Oh no, gonna please, because I know, I have a feeling I know this question. My brother in Christ, you you see, you see what the Eagles they need, right? Defensively, what they're lacking. No, that's a better way of asking. You see. The kryptonite to beat the Eagles. Yes. Clear, clear as day. Yep. Do you think someone is going to find the kryptonite and kill the Eagles before they're able to win this ring? Like, do you think, do you, what do you, do, is there a part of you that seriously wonders that there is a team right now that is dedicating to studying how we can now use this newfound way of beating y'all and just figure out a way of mastering it and come divisional round? They yep. might fuck around and pull a 49ers versus Packers in Lambeau Field two years ago versus y'all. Yeah, but my retort to that is the core of this team is still in lock for two years. And by that, I mean Jalen, AJ, Devontae is going to get his contract. Dallas Goddard got paid. My only concern, my two biggest concern for this team, like moving into the future is Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson. Kelsey has flirted with retirement for the past five years. I think we're here. Does he have Lane, a ring yet? Yeah, he won. He was with he was twenty seventeen, right? Oh yeah, yeah, he was with that y'all team. Got, Lane, y'all got my, y'all got. If this ain't if this ain't the year, next year's the year. Yeah, and Lane Johnson, we got to find his replacement because Lane. I don't know if you watched Lane took Bo, Maga Bosa and put him on the bench. Like Bosa did, he had one pressure, maybe two. Oh, oh, you're, oh, you're saying. Uh, Lane Johnson protected well against. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought, I thought you said he needed to be benched. No, 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 no. He like he like when they play the 49ers, like he takes Bosa out of the game. I'm surprised Bosa doesn't go line up on my lado. Cause like he, against Lane Johnson, he does nothing. Like he gets two or three pressures and that's it. How many were you guys getting a lot of pressure on Jalen Hurts? I mean, we on uh was uh, the, the, the 49ers getting a lot of pressure on you guys? Uh yes, but I think it's a Jalen has had the problem on like, he holds the ball too long. Like he'll like he he'll get five seconds, which is an eternity. Like he took a sack in the, it led to a field goal. It was a 15 yard sack. He held onto the ball for seven seconds. Like mm-hmm. dog, throw it away or run. Yeah. But let's talk about something fun. Let's talk about the. Let's Green talk Bay about Packers. one of the other huge wins from Sunday. Yeah. It came Sunday night, ladies and gentlemen. If you didn't know, Sunday night there is a place. There was a place. There's a tundra, a frozen tundra up north, and there's this legendary QB. Where is the number 15? Decided he wanted to make his debut in the frozen tundra that is known as Lambeau Field. As Sunday night, the Kansas City Chiefs played the Green Bay Packers. Five and six, Green Bay, eight and three, I believe. Kansas City. Yeah. Whole world telling us Patrick Mahomes finna come in your crib, kick y'all's ass. This was his get right game. This is his get right game. And y'all know what happened? What happened? We kicked they ass. 
Yes, the score was a little close, but if you watch that game, I feel like you knew who the, who the better team was from start to finish. Total team win. Offensively, Jordan Love has arrived. To all y'all out here who said, oh, why you go, why you go draft a QB in the third round when you have Aaron Rodgers? This is why you do it, people. The best time to draft a QB, Danny, is when? When you already got one. When you don't need the motherfucker. You know why? Because he can chill. sit, learn greatness. Voila! QB1 has arrived in Green Bay. Shout out to my QB, QB10, JR Love. Is that what JR Love is the name? JR Love, JL Love, JL10, whatever you want to call him, my QB. I've seen the maturation over the last few weeks. I've seen the growth. When we went 30, 40 days without a single win, I seen how Jordan Love kept his head up, kept his team together. We're getting healthier on the defensive end. Listen, y'all talking about the Eagles and all these other teams that got these dominant defensive fronts. Fuck around and catch what's going on in Green Bay. Oh. We ain't got no scrubs on the front seven. Why did we trade away one of our best receivers? I'm not best receivers. One of our best corners to Buffalo because we got another young bull who just is ready. This team's young. This team's young, but we figuring it out, baby. We're figuring it out. Don't let us fuck around and sneak into the playoffs. Don't let us fuck around and sneak into the playoffs. Huh? We're going to give somebody a maybe a run for their money. So it's a young team. Do I expect us to win it all? No. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm getting more and more confidence where I think we may fuck around and win a playoff game, depending on who we draw. Hey, hopefully you go into Dallas and do something similar. We don't play Dallas this year. I'm saying if, really- you're going to play, if you're going to playoffs, you're going as a wild card. Oh. And no, I think the NFC South is going to go to the NFC East. You think I want, do you think I want my team playing in Dallas? No, 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 brother. I'm trying to get us to get that, like, Six seed. I'm trying to. I'm, wh- whoever, whatever team the NFC South is hosting, I'm trying to be that seed. I'm trying to be that. Uh, seed. Okay, so yeah, you, yeah, you trying? Yeah, okay. Wait, no, we wouldn't play Dallas because D- Dallas would have to. Dallas have to win. Dallas the division. would be the five. Yeah, so whoever the Dallas whoever does NFC South, so we're probably going to. Oh God, Detroit. Yeah, I want that sixty because I don't want to go. I don't want to go to San Francisco. So I do. I do want to. Oh yeah, give me that. 60. Well, do who do you have getting the buy? Philadelphia or San Francisco? I think Philly's going to hold on to it. Okay, I I, I think Philly's going to hold on to it. Dallas is going to be the five seed. I think San Francisco is going to be the two seed. Um, yeah, oh, I get, Dallas yeah. will not win the division, Kyle. But let me tell you something: if Dallas wins the division, it's going to be. It's going to change my perspective on. I'm going to tell you something. If Dallas wins division, I'm going to double the fuck down on my Super Bowl pick of the Ravens versus the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I'm going to double the fuck down. Y'all let Dallas get that one seed if y'all want to. I don't. I don't. Yeah, don't nobody want to go to Jerry World. Don't nobody. Not the way they've been playing. Listen, back to the Packers. uh, Yeah, shout out to Christian Watson. Thank you for that trade. He is the reason that I am in contention for the sixth seed. No, we're going to talk about that later. It's funny because that trade worked out, I think, for both of us. Low key, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But listen, has Jordan Love arrived to you? He's arrived to me. What you got anything to say about Jordan Love before we you, talk about the you? Season? You beat Patrick Mahomes, you've arrived. Speaking of Patrick Mahomes, tell me 
are the Chiefs are they really struggling? Like, are they dead ass? Like, are we at the point in the season where this isn't just like a when the offense gets it together? Is this the Chiefs that we need to just recognize? Oh. This is who we are. This is this is a chief that has an old Travis Kelsey and no pass catchers. Like this is why, like when Tyreek was traded, everyone's like, "Oh no, it's cool. Patrick can elevate anyone," which I understand. But you have to have some sort of talent. Like you Tom Brady, to create some you separation. Got, yep, you got to find whatever Patrick Patrick's niche is. Like for Tommy, with shifty white dudes. For Patrick, you need speedy black guys. That's not MVS. Yep. Yeah, you you need you need you need fast guys. You need guys that'll beat coverage fast, or you need guys like Travis Kelsey that understand zones and can find holes in zones and and quickly learn to just adjust, move around those zones so they can find the holes. I think the MVSs, the Sky Moors. I'm not gonna say Rasheed Rice. I I like Rasheed Rice in this offense. Yeah, but he has a. It's a long we'll wear a long I way for him, he, for him. I think you put Rasheed Rice as the slot and give someone like a Devontae Adams or a real number That's, one wide receiver on the outside. Rasheed Rice becomes a hell of a slot uh, slot slot wide receiver. So I was about to say Devontae Adams will be a chief next year. No, he won't because they're not trading him. Not to the That's right. That's a that's a division rival. No, he will not that's be. Uh, so it's just listen, I think four weeks ago I said now nah, the Chiefs, they're gonna figure it out. Four weeks later, I'm saying, yo. What about a month left? The Chiefs are in trouble, dog. The Chiefs, Chiefs are in trouble. They are. We say this now, they're going to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So Kyle says the Chiefs love to play the fast, Hardman, Marquez Valdez, Scantlin, Sky Moore type wide receivers who can get open but can't catch. Oh my God, Kyle. Yo, I'm not going to lie. Every time I watch the Chiefs play, I get so mad watching these wide receivers outside of Travis Kelsey because, dog, catch the fucking football. Can I make a comment? We're going to circle back to that to that yeah. Cowboy Seahawks game. So MVS drops that ball on Monday Night Football against the Eagles, and the conversation is, well, if MVS catches it, the Eagles lose. If Tyler Lockett doesn't drop that ball against Dallas, we might be having a different conversation. And I just find it funny that no one's like, yeah, Dallas won, but Tyler Lockett dropped it. I'm just like, that's just something that I noticed. Well, yeah, but that's just something I noticed. I don't know if anyone else noticed it. That's just me. Nah, because Dallas still won that game, and Philly still won I, that game. So, so but I'm just saying Philly won. It's like, well, yeah, they won, but if MBS didn't drop it, well, if Tyler Lockett doesn't drop it, we could well, be having another conversation. True. I'm not disregarding that. Speaking of coulda, woulda, shouldas, Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> I just want to let you know one of the funniest objections I've seen in a while. Hilarious. because Hilarious. Was that necessary? Like, you wild as hell for that. You wild as hell for that. That's what I knew. The Chiefs knew they was losing that football game. <laughs> Isaiah Pacheco carries it. There's uh he is like the Pat Bev of football. Like, he cannot go back. I am going to do whatever I can. I ain't going back. That's how he run. That's how he act. He, I ain't going back. You know he grew up hard. He, 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 carried, he carried the football like the man after him. Like yep. the police chasing him, he no like like the the block of cheese is behind him. The the government cheese, he ain't going back to that. So based off of Kyle's Kyle's point, who what was the funnier ejection, uh, Pacheco or Greenlaw slash Big Don from the Philly? Niners oh, game? the Philly one was hilarious. Big Don, big that was the funniest. Now, let me be clear, Greenlaw did not deserve to get ejected. He got ejected because he has a history of doing dirty stuff like that. Like, yeah. It should have been 15 yards. 
Let's keep the game going. I don't think Dom should have been ejected because he was just trying. He was just trying to defuse the situation. So that's what I saw when I, I the whole time as the situation popped up. I said, okay, so Big Dom is trying to break it up and trying to tell Greenlaw, yo, bro, just go back. But I saw he mouthed. Yo, that's some bullshit. So as he's breaking it up, he's saying, "Yo, dog, that's some bullshit." And I think yeah. as he said that Greenlaw, whatever, whatever, was, uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's gonna get you tossed every time. That's gonna get you tossed. Like it was, like he threw a punch. He threw a punch and pulled it back at the last second. He was gonna steal on Dom, and then he, he like, yeah. and then he shanked him. Like and then, and then Dom got thrown out. It was like, whoa, like what? Like what did Dom do? Like Dom just tried to get Devonte on the side. Yeah. If anything, hilarious. Dom was the peacemaker because had what if what if blows would have got the throne? Dom wasn't one like, yo, dog, come on, that's some bullshit, bro. Well, what are we on, doing? Bro. What are we doing? Here. Yeah, yeah, like that. I don't know why Dom got like, man, shut your bitch ass up. Man. But you know why Dom got ejected? Because Kyle Shanahan was on the other. No, Kyle Shanahan was on the other sideline. You gotta throw him out too. Kyle Shanahan might be the biggest whiner in the NFL. I have never seen a man complain so much in all my life. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, I didn't. I thought that, I thought I thought that was corny, but it should also tell you something about how that game went. If that was probably the most entertaining portion of that entire football game, the game was entertaining till the third. Like they went, the Eagles went halftime they, only down you, eight or you, ten when they when they blew it open. Yeah, when they blew it open, man. Like it's funny. Because the thing with Dom happened, they score. It's an eight-point game. I'm like, here we go. And then the 49ers were like three plays, and Debo took that joint to the house. And I was like, yep, we done here. Wrap it up. Let's get – like I started – I started helping my wife make dinner. I was like, we done here. Yeah, we are done here. Um, another game that I probably should have started making dinner for, the Patriots and the Chargers. I only want to I only want to acknowledge this because every week we come in here and talk about the great games that we see on a weekly basis. Let's take some time to acknowledge the absolute games. I mean, the let's take some time to acknowledge the games that probably should have never been televised. They should probably take that footage and burn it in hell somewhere. That was one of the worst football games I have ever had to sit through, which is hilarious considering maybe a week in or, or a week or two weeks ago, I had to sit through the Patriots versus the Giants. And that was just as bad. Listen, man. Bill, that, I'm just so sorry, bro. Sorry I'm, for what? Bill, out of there, dog. I, ain't, I don't feel sorry for Bill at all. I'm sorry for Bill because my man, they let Tom Brady walk, and this is what this is this is what they've gotten since. Nothing. Hey man. Mac Jones, you should be apologizing for me because I was really sticking up for you. Crazy. As soon as that whole draft, that whole draft, that was Zach Wilson's draft too, right? Oh yeah. Well, that, well, that I, I'm gonna go pull Bean the footage because Zach Wilson. I said it like y'all let that little throw from at the pro day impress you. Nope. You know what's nah, funny? He refuses I think, to go. I think in. going forward, outside of Trevor Lawrence, a lot of people are gonna look back at that draft class and say might be Disgusting. one of the biggest. There's still hope for Justin. They got to get him on a different team. Oh, he's gonna be in Atlanta. Justin in Atlanta just sounds right. Listen, if if Justin don't turn, if if Justin don't get, if Justin ends up turning out to be a bust, I guarantee you, a lot of people are gonna go back and look at that what 2018 or 2019 draft and say this is one of the biggest busts of quarterbacks we've ever oh, seen. Oh yeah, Trevor one hundred percent. Yeah, Fields Fields might tilt the needle if Fields ends up going somewhere or they end up turning around and uh, on the uh, on the Bears. I think he might be all right, but. Kyle, the Saints don't deserve nice things. 
Justin Fields doesn't need to go to New Orleans. Saints don't deserve nice things. Justin Fields in Atlanta is hilarious, though. Dog, did you enjoy the Jameis Winston experience? Speaking of the Saints, or is that just me? Hilarious. Every time I see Jameis Winston play football at this point in his career, I can't help but to laugh. Why? Because I think about <laughs> I think about a couple things. I think about eating the W. I think yep. about crab legs, and yep. then I'll uh, what's what's the, <laughs> what's the other thing he said? Uh, I just remember the video of him a couple weeks ago rapping to Derek Carr while Derek's on the bench, like clearly distraught, and Jameis is in his face. It's so funny. Yo, Derek Carr was so beat up. They didn't even have they didn't even have a true injury designation for him. They just like he hurt. Yo, everything. <laughs> everything. Whole body. Yo, it was like Derek Carr injured all over. Yeah. <laughs> Trust, Derek Carr hurt. Trust us. <laughs> <laughs> just take our word for it. Just oh, believe. Man. We playing Jameis Winston, fam. He hurt. Listen. Um Fuck, what other what other games happened that were fucking hilarious this week? The uh, Cardinals you... and Steelers had like 40 weather delays and no one could tell us what the weather delay was. Yo, listen, Cardinals and Steelers. Thank you. I'm glad. That's another one. That's another game. Listen, every week in the NFL, we get some great games. And every week in the NFL, we get some games where I just wonder, what did we do to have to sit through this? I think what's funny enough is I went into watching the Steelers versus Cardinals thinking, we may get a competitive game. And then I forgot, this is a bad offense versus just a bad team overall. Ugh. It was not good. Kenny Pickett got hurt. Let me tell you something. I don't wish injury on anyone, but I bet you that Steelers offense goes for over 400 yards next week. They were for 400 yards last week with Kenny Pickett. Nah, it's going to look different. Who's the backup there? Is it Mason? Mitch Trubisky. Oh, yeah, Maserati Mitch, they play tomorrow. Oh, I mean Thursday. Yeah, we in there. Sign me up. You going to watch that game? Yup. Oh, no, but Kirk, it's Kirk and Al. Like, if Chris Collinsworth is on the mic, 100%, because Chris Collinsworth has the courage to call him Maserati Mitch. Let's move to our quick hitter. Say, I'm not going back and forth with you on Mitch Trubisky and Maserati Mitch. We're hey, dog. That that's a that's a dope nickname. I don't care what no. nobody say. Maserati Mar for Marvin Harrison, the future Las Vegas Horned Duck. Speak that into existence. Listen, before we get into fantasy, though, a couple things. Let's actually stay in football a little bit. Have you seen the end season uh, hard knocks with the Miami Dolphins? I have seen clips. I have yet to watch an episode. It feels like – go ahead. No, go ahead because I've seen it, so I, I, I know. It feels like Mike McDaniels is a very interesting man. He wears shoes that are too big for him just so he can say he has some off-whites. No, nah, don't do him you like want, that. Don't do him. Yo, no, don't no, 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 no. I, I'm about to – This is why, this is why got, I know. This is, when I talk, you're going to see why I think you should watch this show. This, there was when he was hired, and I was like, oh, it's another black coach, and people were like, Nah, he black. That's the blackest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's the black. I bought a pair of McGrady's in middle like, school. Yeah, that nah, were too the big. Miami Dolphins got a real diversity hire. They was like diverse. Who? The who? I can... Yeah, nah, dog. Buying shoes that are it's too big for you diversity. just to say you got them. That's the blackest it was, thing I've ever heard. It was heard. like Mike McDaniels is a diversity coach. Wait, is his name diversity? <laughs> Wait, what? He is black? Listen, all this is what I'm going to say. I 100% think you should watch the in-season hard knocks with the Miami Dolphins. It's I think it's really good. I like the way they're telling the story. I actually, I think after watching it, I kind of gain a little bit more understanding of why Mike McDaniel is the way he is 
and like post con uh, and post game com- uh, press conferences and whatnot. The dude's overall a real quirky guy, but I think yeah. when you start watching Hard Knocks, you realize you ever meet those really smart people who are just instinctively and naturally just a little quirky because they're just yeah. a little socially awkward. That's him. Like he but, is impersonating what he thinks is cool, but he's also you could also tell that he he's a little quirky, but he's he's a good dude, and he's 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 trying to be as real personable as he can. Like I think I it would not surprise me if if I came to find out that Mike McDaniel probably struggles with like some social anxiety and 100%. watching hard knocks I can see that he probably is a genuinely good personable dude. He's just a little awkward around people. Now imagine your head coach being like this and then trying to turn that into his own coaching style. I just I think it's interesting. Like he he's real he's the type he really wants to embrace people being people. So like one of the first things episode 1 starts off yo Hard Knocks is here. He was like, this is the first official day of Hard Knocks. He said, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This shit is fucking weird. But what can you do? They're here, and I'm not going to change my fucking self for no fucking body, and I don't expect none of y'all to. That's the type of – gives you a glimpse that that's the type of coach he is. So now it's just cool. I like it. I like it. And way better than the shit they had last year with the Arizona Cardinals who were clearly dead in the water. I'm glad that this year they picked a team that is clearly one of the better teams, so they're they're able to do a little bit more storytelling. Um, highly check it out. I think we, 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 we we'll talk about it next week. Can I add check one more thing about Mike McDaniel's that yeah. make that I knew he was black? His oversized gold Rolex, like that. Got to. Fit. Oh, he be wearing that. He be he be keeping that shit in on on the hard knocks. Too. Like like dog, you can't take the link out. Like it's too big. No. You gotta wear. He him. he does this all the time on the sideline. Yeah, shout out Mike McDaniel and Dolphins. Um, listen, this is probably our only basketball talk, but I feel like this is going to be really really good because the NBA in season tournament, yeah, has been fucking dope. Adam Silver, the world called you crazy back in July, and you've been laughing ever since. You've been he's been laughing ever since the month of November. Those in-season tournament games were good. Danny, did you watch those games yesterday, or were you watching Monday Night Football? Uh, I wasn't watching anything. I was watching um, – I'm not going to say what I was watching, but no, I wasn't. I do plan on watching the games tonight. Were you, wait, were you watching something like uh, The Bachelor right. or something like that? Yeah, so the guilty pleasure in our house is my wife and I watch Sister Wives. Dog, that show is spicy. Sister wives. Sister wives. You gotta do it with your lady, so I understand. I understand. You gotta do it. With no, your if I was single, Brother, I'd watch. It. I'm giving you back. I'm throwing you the ride. I'm throwing you the ride. Take it. Take Let it, me drown. It. Let me drown. That show's great. <laughs> Let me drown. Let me drown. That show's great. The things oh, he be saying man. to his wives is insane. And I can't believe he says those things to those women on camera. Listen, let me ask you something. <laughs> Remember the days of Run's house with Run DMZ or yes. Run from Run DMZ? Yes. Did you not ever find it a little fucking crazy that he used to end these episodes in a bubble bath typing on his phone? I can't. I can't believe someone was like, yeah, that's a great way to end the show. And he used to be typing heart-written yes. messages 
from the tub bubbled up. Oh, oh, brother. Uh, by the way, going back to the NBA in season tournament, currently uh, the Knicks and the Bucks are playing. The Bucks are up 13. Yes, uh, get the Knicks out of here. Right I can't stand watching another Julius Randle. Get hit, get the Knicks the fuck out of here. We're good. What do you, I mean, what do you, what were your thoughts on the, well, okay, I watched the games last night, so I can say the first game between the, um, Celtics and the Pacers. Let me tell y'all something. First off, welcome to primetime Indianapolis. I I was I was yesterday years old when I realized they really, really do not get any primetime oh, games. But who told you at the beginning of the year yeah. that they would be good? You did. You did. You did say that. You said something about Rick Carlisle, right? Yep. In that offense. They might not play a lot of defense, but boy, Rick Carlisle has they'll throw up number. The one. flow offense is undefeated with the right players. Keep going. My bad. Yeah. No, you're good. No, the Pacers, welcome to primetime. Tyrese Halliburton, a lot of us who watch hoops, we've known about your talent. I'm glad the world saw yesterday. Yes. Um, and that game is what it is all about. That was it, that was playoff-like intensity. Yep. And instead of it being in the more dominant known market's house, i.e. the Boston Celtics, now we're in Indianapolis. Yep. Fe- in the in the field house where the all-star game is being played, you have a, the number one seat, the class of the Eastern town. You have a hot young team. You guys got something to play for in December. And the game was like that. Adam Silver. That is what the end season tournament is all about. But you know, you because that could have been a regular Monday night game. But when you put some stakes on it, you saw real intensity. But you and I talked about this in season tournament being an opportunity for for teams who don't Young. have that playoff experience to get that and to look at some it. of the final yep. teams, the Pacers, not granted yep. the Suns, the Bucks, but the Pelicans are one of the Lakers. final teams. Like, yeah, like we, like these young teams are using this as mm-hmm. an opportunity to see what things would be like in a, in a yeah. hostile, intense environment. And I think because if you, because, because speaking of that second game, now that game is a team where you have a, a, a lot of youth and potential that's been unfulfilled in the Pelicans. Yeah. Rising team that the world is starting to really respect and understand in the Sacramento Kings. Now we're in Sacramento. This is a re- now this is could be a regular NBA Monday night game. But add some spice to it. Now there's things to play for. And now you're seeing why a lot of uh analysts and general managers why they feel the way they feel about the Pelicans. If you watched that game last night, because the Kings were up. But when the Pelicans got on, it. bro, they flipped the switch like this. Like that game went, it went from a, a blowout to the Kings way to a close game to a blowout on the Pelicans way. It's a beautiful thing. So I'm looking forward to hopefully thing. the Bucks one looks like the Bucks are closing in on a win. Yeah. And then what we'll, would it be Bucks Pacers or would it be Bucks Pelicans? Uh, no, it's Eastern Conference. It would be Bucks Pacers, and then uh, the Lakers play the Lakers or Suns play the Pelicans. Hey, I'd like to see Lakers. Pelicans. And I kind of like how they broke out the games. I think yesterday was a time for real young, up and coming teams, maybe that the world doesn't uh, see. Tonight, nothing but the heavy, hitters. But the heavy hitters. Nothing but the heavy hitters. Heavy. You got you got one of one of the two top franchises in the NBA in terms of popularity in the Knicks versus Dame. Giannis, so two top 10 players. Then in the second half, you have arguably the biggest brand in basketball in the Lakers with uh, LeBron and AD versus K- 
Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, maybe Bradley Beal and KD just won the top 10 in scoring a couple nights ago. So, you know, that's going to be a big storyline of the game tonight. Listen, Sign me up. Adam Silver. I was wrong. Well, I was excited for it. I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. I was not. I thought teams weren't going to take it seriously. Nah. They had. Brother. I was wrong. I was just even, just even watching like the group stage game, they were out there really playing. And they are, they already started winning money. Like those guys who won last night, they won like $50,000 already. Uh, oh yeah. I'm playing for okay, this too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm playing for this too. Yeah. Yeah. If you make it to Vegas, you get money. Um, like I think with every round, if you win, you get money. Plus, if you win the actual thing, 500k, you get 500k. Yeah, no, I'm playing for that too. I'm playing for that too. Because again, remember, we talked about it earlier it's not for those, not for your top three, four guys on your roster. That money is for 15, 14, 13, because that's some good money for them. They, especially in the NBA, some of them bench riders, boy, they treat naysay pieces to some, to some gifts. Don't spend all your money on them, um, by the way. Not brother, you. I'm just talking. Brother, tricking. I'm saying tricking has been a thing since the beginning of time. I know. Oh, I know. And prostitution is one of the world's oldest professions. It is the world's oldest profession. They've been selling snatch since the earth has been spinning. And with that being said, fellas, just know you may be dating someone who, never mind. Listen, last thing. Little fantasy. Little fantasy talk. Um, let me start by saying this. This year, I'm in nine leagues. I'm going to let the world know. Never again, and I'm going to be in nine leagues. So, if you're hearing this now, just know <laughs> some league is getting cut next year. I hope you prepare for it. I can tell you right now, whoever wins my Superflex League, you will be the one and the only champion of this league. Let's go. Let's go. You will be the one and the only ever champion of this league. I love this league, and I love how cooperative – and quiet y'all are. I, I might have to cut a league, though. I might have to cut the league. I might have to cut a league, though. Um, My redraft league, Danny, I'm in the playoffs. You're not. I'm fighting for seeding. I don't really think we need to go nope. into that. I'm trying to fight for a top two seed. You're out of here. I'm so not trying I'm to get last here. place. That's all. Yep. Which leaves us for the Dynasty League, which, Danny, is probably the most interesting league mm -hmm. I am in. Mm -hmm. So... Do you remember at the start of the year, everyone looked at my team and said, this guy's tanking. Yep. It's got to be You traded tanking. Jonathan Taylor away. You traded Derrick Henry, um, Henry, Tyree, Henry. Tyree yeah, Hill. That's the, that's the only trade I wish I can go back and undo. All these other trades would do it again. You want, I thought you were about to do the now, whole duck sound. Now. No, no, no. After 14 weeks, here we are. 16 playoffs, six teams playoff. Five teams have already clinched. Yep. Three teams are essentially already eliminated. No, two teams are already eliminated. Yep. Three teams left. Danny, our defending champion. Yep. His playoff scenario, if you're curious, when in your end. Yep. When in your end. Dylan, our guy Dylan, D. Friedman, his playoff scenario, he's got to win. And he needs me to lose. But guess who Dylan is playing this week? Danny Ocean. Can't yes. Make it up, baby. You guessed it. Can't make it up. 
which means that the third and last person who could get a playoff berth is, you guessed it, yours truly, Los D Mix. My playoff scenario, simple. Win, and I need Danny to lose. Let me tell you something, and let me tell this league something. If you let me in these playoffs, I'm going back to back. Pause. How's that a pause? I don't know. <laughs> I, just to I, just, I, just, I just wanted to stop before you got too cocky. I'm trying to humble you a little no. bit. No, no. This is the same thing that happened last year. Snuck in, and I ran the table. If you let me in, I'm getting the belt. I'm keeping the belt. The commissioner's power index says you probably you have a 60% chance of making it in. Second is Dylan at probably around 20, 25. I got about a 15% chance. I have the I have the toughest, I have the toughest matchup. If the three I get in and I when I get in and I win back to back, I am going to be insufferable. Because y'all, especially Akili, been popping shit about my team all year. When I went back to back. I just want to let I just want to let it be known. Last week, if TJ Hawkinson does not catch a touchdown pass, I I might I honestly might have a playoff spot. I would be winning I'm in. Like the only question for me this week. Do I start Nick Bosa or Hassan Reddick? Nick Bosa's playing the black quarterback. We all know what Bosa does when he plays black quarterbacks. Bosa's probably going to get denied. Am I lying? Listen. <laughs> where, they, where they playing? Is in Seattle or in, in San Fran? Uh, let me see. No, it's in San Fran if it, they play it, in It's Seahawks. in San Fran. We, we know how he get. This is what I'm gonna say, Danny. You are the favorite to make to to get that six seed. But let me tell you something about the Las Vegas Horned Talk Ducks. There it is. Listen, a month ago, this no, a month and a half ago, this team was dead in the water. All I did was keep getting blown out, blown out, blown out, and then then we made a run. Kyle fucked up that run. A little bit, but we're we're still here. The Horn Ducks, we're starting to figure it out. We lost our QB one in Trevor Lawrence, but it's okay. Last year, Jared Goff came in towards the end, and he he played very well in the postseason. We're gonna need him to come in and do a lot of the same this year, right? We went out and we made the big splash trade for Mike Evans, so we have our veteran wide receiver. Devon A. Chain just came back. Let me tell y'all something. The Las Vegas Horn Ducks might be on to something, and we might be dangerous. All I'm gonna say is this, Greg: If you fuck around and don't come prepared, we are gonna kick your ass. Danny: If you fuck around and lose, Horn Duck season. And I'm gonna say this: Playoffs or no playoffs, one thing I know for a fact. I am going to be picking top four in this year's first round. Bam! You may not be in here, but my brother, I told you so. You don't remember what I said right before the season starts? I bet 
my first round pick that Bam would make the consolation tournament and not only make it, I strongly believe Bam could win it. I'm sticking by it. Marvin Harrison. But even if not Marvin Harrison, I already know. I already know. I already know. I already know. A lot of good running backs. It's a wide receiver heavy draft. I'm going to be all right. But let me tell you something. If y'all don't think the Las Vegas Horn Ducks is building something, I'm going to have a top four pick in the draft. I got my second round pick, which is two top. Oh, that's another top four pick in the second round. And I own half of the picks in the third round. That's great. Y'all better not let me in. Y'all better call Jim Crow and get segregation reinstalled. Because if I get in. Oh, yeah. So I have to beat you and I have to make sure I continue to outscore you. Because I own the uh, I own the uh, the points. We don't even want it. Jalen. It's a big Jalen Hurts week. I already talked to him. I said, Jalen, we need you in real life and in fantasy. Do your thing, Woldy. Ladies and gentlemen, next week we will have an update on who made the playoffs. But I can tell you right now, Bam will not be one of them. And shout out to Bam, who came into our fantasy chat earlier today and quickly admitted he may have should have been a little bit more patient with his team. Wait a second. I don't mean to cut you off. Kyle said Dylan probably has to beat me by 27 points or I would still have the head-to-head. Wow. Oh, yeah, because we'd have the same record. Let me tell you something. That's true. Do not let me get into these playoffs because I'm going to unload the clip. That is a pause. Yeah, very much pause. This is what I'm going to say about these playoffs in this league in particular. It's been very obvious who the five contending teams are, and we all knew that the sixth seed was going yep. to be it's gonna be a dog fight. The one. But let me tell y'all something. If that sixth seed comes in and wins the game, Y'all not hearing the end. No, 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 no. I don't care who it is. The sixth seed in this league this year should not come in and win a game at all. Not only is the sixth seed going to come in and win the game, the sixth seed is going to come and win everything again. It, it it would be funny. I'm telling you, I'm going to be insufferable if I'm back to back. We'll see. We will see. But shout out to Kyle who joins the postseason for the first time in this league. Oh, he is the third seed. Sorry, Kyle. Oh, Kyle, I want I want that rematch. I want that. Sorry, rematch. Kyle. Well, I'm I'm still sick. I'm still sick. Oh man. Sorry, Kyle. Nothing personal. I Yo, just I got I got to win so I can run. Like if I win this league, I just appreciate me as your commissioner because again, I keep going back to the original <laughs> argument that I started this podcast out. Yo. I don't want to be in a dynasty league where max points four is how we use to determine the draft order. That's corny to me. I, I, I am a fan of let's reward winning. So one, one, one suggestion then that came in, that came up in this league, we can end the show after this. So one suggestion that came up. So remember I had my tournament idea, yep. right? We used the constellation tournament, to determine picks one through six, uh, randomized, Seven, eight, nine, and ten for the folks who made the playoffs but didn't win the chip. Runner up is eleventh. Champion gets twelfth. So someone else came in and said, "Okay, I like this." Or what we could also do is, uh, worst team by record gets number one overall. Winner of the toilet bowl gets two overall, and then 
three through uh, 12 is based on record. Ah, I'm not upset with that. I'd prefer the other. I'd prefer a, what we do. Like that's I yo, and 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 that is why Zorian and Joe and Fidel came into our redraft channel and was like, thank you for being a good commissioner. Cause like you have this, I listen, I think about this shit. I, I think I do. Well, we appreciate you, Commish. Listen, and I can't wait for the offseason in this dynasty league. I think the changes are uh are really gonna be really gonna be cool. Excited to finally get taxi squads in here. I know some folks in here have been wanting taxi squads in here for a minute. Um, and ex excited to see, you know, what, what potential other changes that we, you know, we may have. I'm also ready to end this season so we can get rid of some dead weight, but good night, everybody. Three more, four more weeks of that. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 125 of speak on it. Make sure you follow myself. L O S D E E M I X on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, instagram across all socials make sure you're also following the pod that's at speak on it underscore pod um fantasy season is about to end football season is slowly about to start wrapping up it's getting to the postseason so make sure you guys are sending us your questions usually usually as football season kind of dwindles down and we're left with mostly basketball and baseball we start opening the aperture bringing in a little bit more of the cinema to help displace some of that content we may be losing with the football season kind of wrapping up so make sure you guys are sending us your questions danny let the people know where to find you my brother i'm on, on the x app at danny ocean 41 again speak on underscore pod instagram x TikTok. send us your questions speak on a pod 14 at gmail.com uh yeah that's it um listen i ain't gonna hold you yesterday i was um so over no over the weekend mm -hmm. i had linked up one of my one of my agency homies from the job and we were just talking about my DJ and he was just, we, we got into like a real business-like conversation. That's like the one of the few times that I've just sat down and started having like entrepreneurial business where this is kind of got to go trajectory type conversations about this DJing shit in a while. And I'm starting to, I'm going to be honest with you. I think sometime this week, I'm just going to start DMing uh, clubs and bars around here and just start being like, yo, if you need a DJ, here's my contact information. These are my rates. Let me know. It's like, cause I've played, I got mixes. You know what I mean? Um, 2024, the year of the takeoff, my brother, the year of the hey, takeoff. Hey, talk to me. And if you're listening to this, make sure you go check out my SoundCloud or our Instagram, either the speak on Instagram or the, uh, Los D mix Instagram and go check out, uh, episode two of Demix upstairs. We recorded, uh, we mixed that, uh, last week. For episode 124, it is still very good money for any type of occasion, whether it's Jim riding around. I'm playing. We play. We 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 went around the globe with the bops. So uh, y'all, let me know what y'all think about that. Uh, Danny, I think I think we're good to to get up out of here. Let me let me play. Can I can I get us out of here to a song I've been listening to? Let's do it. Um. So when um a couple weekends a couple weeks ago I was uh in LA when I was in LA I was walking around and this guy I met this guy who turned out to be the, who turned out to be a musical artist he was there for a writing camp with a um with a with a record label up there. Okay. So he stops me and we get to chit-chatting and he quickly like he asked me like yo like what do you do and I said well you know 
I work in like marketing, advertising, but I'm also, you know, some of my extracurricular activities, one of them happens to be being a DJ. And he was like, yo, I make music. You got to check my music out. So me being me, I'm thinking, oh, brother. But I check out his music. He sends me this. And I was like, nah, this is not, it's not, it's not bad. It's got, got kind of got some little East, little Caribbean vibe. Yeah. It's got a little, little bop to it. Uh, but this song is called Patterns, uh, P-A-T-T-E-R-N-S, Patterns by Keenan Stone, K-E-E-N-A-N Stone. Real cool dude. Like his message. I like his music. Been This song's been bopping. It's got a nice little bop to it. So vibe out to it. I've been finding it into my mixes. Wanted to share it with the world. Danny, get us out of here, my brother. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.